Welcome to the Allon Exchange. Today, we are going to be discussing risk, the different types of risk and how we cannot avoid all risk, but we can choose the type of risk we want to take. That and much more coming up on today's show. And now, the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee. Welcome into the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee. Jay and Brittany are the founders of Allon Planning Partners. Any financial planning questions that you might have, Jay and Brittany can answer. And I have the privilege of sitting down with the dynamic duo each and every week right here. Or, I mean, and I learned so much from you guys, and I'm so excited because a lot has happened <laughs> in this past week. Uh, yeah. And a lot of questions just kind of stem off of the bank failure chain reaction that's kind of happened. Uh, so we're going to kind of kick off with some some questions, uh, starting starting with that, because it seems like there is, as you said at the, the top of the show, Brittany, there's risk involved yeah. in anything you, you do uh, when it comes to financial planning. But I know that's not the case. Uh, across the board and there are safe ways to do things as well. Right. Yeah. So, man, there is a lot that has occurred in the last few weeks in particular. Um, And yeah, we want to address what's going on within the banking system because we're actually receiving calls from people who uh, are prospects or people that we are scheduled to meet with here in the next week or two that are calling saying, hey, do we need to meet sooner because I have these concerns about the banking system? Do I need to make some changes quickly here? You know, So people are feeling uh, that concern, but let's just talk about what really happened and let's talk about how that could or could not impact everyday Joe and Jane. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let's Perfect. look at that. So, for example, let's talk. You know, S- Signature Bank and Silicon Valley Bank. Let's let's focus in on that Silicon Valley Bank. Now, the issue here, or the the reasoning here behind what occurred, there are venture capitalists, tech startups, hedge funds. Those are the typical customers for Silicon Valley Bank. They're not. Their Silicon Valley Bank customers are not. Mr. and Mrs. Jones down the street with $500,000 or $200,000 or $50,000 in the bank. They are large institutional players as the customers for this bank. So Mm -hmm. it's very different than your typical bank. Very high deposits, very high uh, risk within their particular holdings and their particular uh, investments as well. So, Mm -hmm. and typical bank, a typical bank covers 70 to 80% of deposits with with what they with have with the FDIC that, insurance but wow. this bank with this bank over 90% of deposits were not covered that's covered under scary. FDIC insurance yeah, yeah exactly which is crazy so for example uh, i don't know if you might have seen this yeah charles schwab bank recently did an interview with fox business and they were talking about how 80% of deposits are act of their deposits that they hold are actually within FDIC coverage limits. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's very different than Silicon Valley. It was Bank. like 97% or something yeah. really high like that. Oh. The, so 97% of deposits were not covered under FDIC insurance, which means they were more than $250,000. Oh, you read my so, mind. So that's, yeah. <laughs> that FDIC insurance limit is $250,000 period. 
across the per board? depositor per institution per ownership category so it, it literally is is that way so two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per account typically uh is what is covered uh under the federal insurance the fdic technically i think it's per social security yes. number mm -hmm. so okay. right. if you have multiple accounts that doesn't mean each account would be covered that's for right. that 250 it'd be right. per social security number wow yeah so to think about silicon valley bank they 97% or so that that was around that number of their depositors had over the $250,000. And not just like a little bit over like millions over. Right. <laughs> so oh very, God. very different than your typical local bank, where you hold your your deposits and your cash your funds. So keep that in mind when looking at this don't yeah, so don't, don't freak out don't panic yeah, because don't, typically your bank is not going to have the same issues as the Silicon Valley Bank did. But let me just explain a little bit of why uh, the banks were in trouble on this to begin with is because banks, when you deposit your money into the bank, they don't just throw it in the vault in the back and just have your money in a vault. Uh, they don't? It hold it's not it. how it works. It's not how it works. <laughs> they they trying to make money on your money, right? They're trying to uh, loan it out to other customers and charge an interest rate, or they're putting it in treasuries, which this was the big deal. They put these uh, a lot of this money in treasury bonds overnight to hold, to se have secure at the bank. So if they're in treasury bonds, and over the last quarter of this year, what's or even the last six months what's happened to interest rates oh i mean they've skyrocketed right skyrocketed right? right and so when interest rates skyrocket bond prices fall so think about this if a bank has billions of dollars and six eight twelve months ago whatever it may be they bought a bunch of bonds uh with your money that you've put in the bank to get a guaranteed interest rate but they have an unrealized loss so um, if you go to receive that money, they've got to now cash out the bond to get you the money, right? Because it's being invested in a bond. So the problem is when interest rates rise so fast, the bond prices fall. So ultimately the bank has lost money on the bonds if you were to pull your money out in cash. Yeah. Which, so that's what people were doing. You had investors going and saying, I want my money out of this bank. And so many of them happened that they did that, that they had to take what's called unrealized to realize losses they had to go get your money at a loss now and it was so uh rapid of a loss that the bank basically collapsed because they could not fund the deposits as quickly as they were losing money in the bond market so so that explains the this kind of well i don't want to say sudden because it seems does like a deserved panic uh but sure. i mean why it kind of permeated and just started to spread and people started to ask questions is my money safe in my mm -hmm. bank right. and things That's like right. that but, but what most people didn't realize or don't realize is the difference that we started out the conversation with between silicon valley bank right. and most banks that the the typical customer for silicon valley bank is very different than the different. typical customer for your regular down the street uh you know local bank okay so, and that makes a huge difference because of that two hundred and fifty thousand mm -hmm. dollar fdic coverage amount that we have as individuals with our local banks wow i mean this this kind of blows me away because the headlines that i've seen have have led to more confusion than anything and sure. this is actually a very reasonable uh i mean i feel sorry for people who may have lost their money but it seems like a very reasonable explanation and it's 
part of the reason why I enjoy talking to you guys so much because you're able to break these things down and and kind of calm uh, calm the storm because this is something that's so highly emotional. We talked about it on an, another show. So mm-hmm. many people feel such high emotions when it comes yeah. to their finances. And yeah, and, and that's important to to discuss here because this is an opportunity where people could make these crazy knee jerk reactions and, panic. and yeah. panic and and give way to this deep fear and concern, you know, and take a deep breath. This is not a time to panic. <laughs> this is this is not that time. There may be a time one day in our future, <laughs> but this is not that time. So take a deep breath. And if you do still have questions about your scenario, this is where you sit down and talk with your financial advisor. If you don't have one, that is what we do. We want to talk through these things with you. We talk all the time about the what ifs with our clients. If this happens, how will this impact your financial plan? If this happens, how will this impact your income, your investments, your uh, what you pass on your estate what will that how will that impact you and it's important to look through those things to ensure number one that you can have peace of mind and not you know give way to this chaos and unwarranted fear but also know that you do have a plan in place it's more than just investments and this is just a little reminder cash is not an investment strategy (laughs) cash cash may be part of a plan part of yes we need cash on hand for an emergency fund yes we we may want cash on hand for a few other reasons but as far as large lump sums in cash uh this is one of those things that you want to think about staying within that two hundred and fifty thousand dollar minimum if we're talking about risk here right that's what that's what this is about we're talking about risk if you want to minimize that risk even within a safe investment quote safe (laughs) investment like a bank you want to stay within that $250,000 amount within your deposits to ensure you, you could have uh, full, full coverage if something were to go South. Now, chances of that are really slim for our average bank, but if we're talking about risk and covering our bases, that's one way to do it. And covering your bases, it's, it's important to do that because you want to prepare for the storm if the storm does come, but don't want to live in fear that's right. Sure. On the, so on don't the bury your head in the sand and ignore it, but don't also run around like a chicken with your head cut off going crazy. And yeah, because either. I know a lot of people who would say, hey, I'm putting cash in the bank. That's safe. And I don't have to worry about the market and everything else going on. Right. Uh, and ask so, a Silicon Valley, yeah. uh, Silicon Valley bank customer yeah. about that. <laughs> and so or ask anybody right now that, that feels uh, the panic that we felt. It kind of swept across the nation really quickly there. Uh, about man is my bank safe is is the money that i have in the bank safe and so you really want to know that you're taking risk no matter where you're at like Brittany said it's just the type of risk and how much you should be taking so the the bottom line for what we're talking about with this bank crisis it really just shows you you should never have all of your eggs in one basket you should never have Uh, all of your hopes and dreams at one spot. This is my one investment. This is my chance. This is my lottery ticket, right? Mm. Even if it's cash in the bank, you want to make sure that you're diversified when it comes to retirement because economic downturns and inflation that we're dealing with and volatile markets and and now bank runs and everything we've been dealing with could happen, right? So you want to make sure you have stability and diversity to get through every crisis that we are going to encounter uh, throughout uh, our retirement years and throughout right what's happening right now in the economic uh, situation of our nation. So 
have diversification on your side. Make sure that you've talked to someone about your risk tolerance and that we're giving you good advice on how you should diversify your assets. And I know the perfect people to call because every week mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. You both open it up to 10 listeners to come in, sit down and have that comprehensive financial plan created at no cost or obligation and the phone lines are open so you can call right now and schedule a time to sit down with Jay and Brittany Hagee and the fabulous team at Allon Planning Partners. 800-971-4549 is the number. Again, that's 800-971-4549. Also online at Allon Planning. That's A-L-L-O-N planning.com. And we're just getting started here. But guys, what's up after the break? Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about risk and luck and how do you know which is which when dealing with your investments. We are back on the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee of Allon Planning Partners. We're covering so much today about the bank failures, about about risk, about, I mean, I'm learning things that I had no idea about. And at this time, with all of the economic issues and concerns that folks have, it's really a great time to sit down with a team that specializes in areas to make sure that you are secure, that you Mm -hmm. are safe, protected, and insulated from some of these Forces that we can't really control, though we'd like to. Right. And Jay and Brittany open it up to listeners every week to come in, sit down, and have a comprehensive financial plan assembled at no cost or obligation. You can call right now and set up a time to sit down with the Dynamic Duo. The number is 800 971 4549. Again, that's 800 971 4549. And diving into some of the ways that we can prepare ourselves best so that we don't head down that path that some of the the folks invested in Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, so guys, what what's the best way to go about this? Well, what we want to talk about is is how you cannot avoid all types of risk. We talk with people all day, every day about their investments, about their financial plan, about their health care, about all of these tax planning, all these different components of their plan. And sometimes people will come uh, to us and say, hey, I want no risk. I I have no risk. Mm -hmm. And we'll look at their investments, no matter what they are, maybe maybe we're looking at a bucket of cash. They don't realize there is risk associated Mm -hmm. with that bucket of cash inflationary risk. You know, they are willing to hold on to their dollars and take the risk that inflation will not go through the roof and they lose purchasing power Mm -hmm. on what they've got in their cash accounts. People just don't realize that that is a risk. So I didn't realize that was a risk. There are are no no risk-free investments or or places to put your money. Everything has risk. risk. It's just now we have the choice to choose 
what do we want to invest in or not invest in? Now, the level of and risk. And what is that matters. risk? Exactly. Yeah. How, what is the amount of risk that we're willing to take? And that does vary. The amount of risk definitely varies between different types of investments. That's right. But okay. you cannot avoid all risk. And it that's, varies. That's the bottom line. From person to person and circumstance to circumstance? Or is it just, is it kind of easy across the board? Um or well, I think kinda, it's, yeah, yeah. It kind of depends on what you're investing in. It's very individualistic. Okay. Well, it's what you're investing into, though, like a cash versus a, a you know a, a, a stock account where you're where you're just investing in um, equities, right? Oh, okay. your, your risk is going to look very different in those two. Your risk is going to be much higher when you're investing in an all equity portfolio versus all cash in in mm-hmm. under your mattress or mm-hmm. in a bank account somewhere <laughs> so if- but there's also a reward to that risk right there's a risk reward you have to understand that so equities do hold more uh risk because you are now at the ebb and flow of whether that company you have an equity in is going to succeed or fail your reward is if they succeed you succeed with them the, the, the risk is if they fail, you fail with them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so just like it is with cash, right? So cash has what Brittany spoke about a minute ago, an inflationary risk. So as inflation hit almost 9% last year and went crazy, you lost pur- purchasing power just by holding cash, yeah. right? So you lost money last year. You just think you still have the same $100, but it just can't buy what it could this time last year, right? Yep. That's the, that's the whole point. And so there's little reward, except you get to keep, you know, what's left, but you didn't lose if say like the failure of a company and you could have lost 50% of your value. Right. So it's a risk reward uh, scenario, but ultimately there's risk in any asset that you're in. And we want to talk about what are the assets that we can invest in? What are the five asset classes that we have? And that's why Warren Buffett said investing is simple, but it's not easy. Uh, it's not easy because of what we find ourselves in in a, a perpetual cycle of economic downturns and upturns and <laughs> all the around turns. So we find ourselves in this cycle that that's up and down all the time. But it's simple because we only have five things that we can invest in in the world. Five. five. There is stocks, which are like equities and companies. Uh, bonds, which are the debt of either nations or countries or, you know, uh, companies or whatnot. So you're buying the debt and becoming the bank for them. And then they're paying you back with interest. Okay, so then you have a real estate, which we all know what it's like usually to buy and sell real estate, whether you own your home or investment properties or, or condos or whatever it may be. That's an asset class. Uh, commodities are an asset class and that's things like gold and oil and silver and wheat and things like that and then cash is an asset class by itself so let me mention those again stocks bonds real estate commodities and cash okay that's the five options that's why warren buffett says hey it's simple you got five options the problem is the economics of where you're in, which ones at which times become very not easy. And each asset class holds its own amount of risk. That's right. Each asset class has differing levels of risk. As I mentioned earlier, cash versus equities or stocks is going to look very different. Bonds versus commodities. It's going to look very, it's, it's, they're going to differ in their amount and levels of risk. Yeah. And most folks would say, well, real estate, you know, it's pretty uh, steady. Ask somebody in 08 about Mm -hmm. real estate. (laughs) Um, Real estate still has risk, right? Uh, It's it's not that it's a risk-free investment. You're going to take a risk and you could have to hold that real estate for a long time to get value back. And here's where it can get kind of complicated when we're talking about investments. 
every outcome in life is guided by much more than just our individual effort. There's so many outside factors at play here. For, for example, you know, say that you take a risk and you lose big. Mm-hmm. Well, was that bad luck? Or was it the effects of the risk you chose? That's right. yeah, well, it, sometimes it's just really hard to know the difference, it, right? Yeah, it makes me think of, you know, walking up to a to a table in Vegas and, you know, placing a, a big bet and yeah. risking a lot. <laughs> was that a good move? Right. Yeah, it could be luck, right? Yeah, could be. Well, and the problem is it's not easily duplicated. Those those types of things. So this is where it comes into play within our industry, where people come to us and say, hey, my neighbor or my sister or my cousin Bought has this, and they this did great. holding and they made this amount of dollars and I want what they have. Man, here's the thing. There are so many other factors to consider when looking at something like that. Look at the timing of when they invested. Look at the amount that they invested. Look at when they pulled in, went in and pulled out. Look, I mean... There are so many factors. Look at their income and expenses. Look at, um, I want to share this information here. In 2006, economists from the National Bureau of Economic Research dug through 50 years of a survey done on consumer finances. So 50 years of research on what people do with their money and why they do it. And these economists found that people's lifetime investment decisions are heavily anchored to the experiences that those investors had in their own generation, like those that they experienced in their early in their adult life. Oh, wow. So, like, so industry. So it's in, so formative. Yeah, exactly. So what happened during your, uh, you know, formative years, like your specifically young adult life, what was your experience with money, with investing? Um, People who lived during the Great Depression, their experience looks very different than those who have lived in the 80s and 90s, 2000s, right? Very, very different experience when it comes to money. One of the economists who did that study wrote this. Our findings suggest that individual investors' willingness to bear risk depends on their personal history. (laughs) So not intelligence, not how much they know. Not education, how how educated they are or how learned they are in finance or investing. Not sophistication, just the sheer luck of when they were born. I mean, that's just fascinating to me that that 50 years of research comes down to that, to, to the willingness to bear risk depends on your own personal history. And that's why your story matters. What you have experienced matters and it will impact your decision-making process. Sometimes we have an option to make a logical decision, but many, many times our experience or our emotions or our feelings can interject themselves Mm -hmm. into that what should be logic and tell us to do something different because of experience now that can be both good and bad right it it certainly can be but again this just circles back to the very individual approach that we take when it comes to financial planning because each one of us have had different experiences different uh, different circumstances different pros and cons with different types of investing and our experience is going to make a difference in what we choose moving forward. So the this individual approach is our focus. It's why we do do this the way we do it. 
because we understand not everybody sees the same. Not everybody understands the same. Not everybody's experience is the same. And we want to honor that. We want to honor your experience and what, what you've struggled with, what you've won mm -hmm. with, and take that and build on that and add to that so that you can have a plan in place to help you succeed moving forward. Sometimes that does mean that we have to pull people out of some of the pits that they may be in when mm -hmm. it comes to their thinking and hey, let's shed some light on this. You may be feeling this, but this is what, what's really happening, right. right? Shedding light on the truth of the situation so that you're not driven by your emotions to make decisions that would inversely or negatively affect you. So that 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 is definitely our role. But we'd love to sit down and talk with you about how this impacts you, how your experiences have impacted your financial decisions and just having a partner to come alongside of you to validate your experience and to help you chart a course to move forward, to grow and and uh, utilize what you have for your greatest benefit. And you can do that right now at no cost, no obligation, become like an active part of your financial planning journey. The number is 800-971-4549. Again, that's 800-971-4549. Call right now and grab one of those 10 spots to sit down with Jay and Brittany Hagee and review your finances, your financial plan. And if you don't have a financial plan, Brittany and Jay and the team at Allon Planning can help you create one. Again, there's a limited number of spots each week on the calendar, but you can call now for this complimentary consultation, 800-971-4549. And guys, we're going to take a short break, but what do you guys have planned on the other side? When we come back, we're going to talk through different types of risk and define them and see if there are ways that we can position to avoid some of those risks. Back to the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee of Allon Planning Partners. I'm your consumer advocate, Chrissy Paradis, in studio with Brittany Hagee and Jay Hagee. And if you didn't catch all the show, you can catch the show at any time on any podcasting platform. Also, Jay and Brittany are on the TV screen every week on ABC Channel 9 on Sundays at 11 a.m., 5 p.m., and also in the Knoxville area on ABC at 11.35 p.m. But you can watch anytime on demand on the YouTube channel, The Allen Exchange. So you can watch the show at your convenience. And speaking of convenience, every week we talk about some ways to make your life a little more convenient, especially as it relates to your finances. And today we're covering the risky business that comes yeah. along with your finances. So we're about to dive into some of the different types of risk. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's uh, talk right off the top with the one that we all know in the last year, and that's market risk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, everybody is familiar with volatility and the market's going to go up and go down, right? Um, and this really cannot be totally avoided. 
Um, the only way to really reduce market risk is by owning different asset classes. Well, because, you can avoid it by not yeah. investing in in stock market. That's about it. That's about <laughs> that's it. That's about it, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the only way you're going to avoid it is just not to not play in it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But the issue is most of us over a 20-year period of time, whether we're retired or not, need some portion right. of our uh, portfolio position towards equities just for growth over time. So that's that's 90% of us will need that. There are 10% that I would say they have enough cash to last them and their children and their grandchildren, and they can just get a guaranteed interest rate or whatnot. But most of us have to continue uh, working uh, to make our money grow and not be lazy, right? Sure. <laughs> we don't want lazy money. Um, so you're going to have some form of market risk if you're in the stock market at all. Uh, but that level should be up to what you're needing, what your goals are, and then how much uh, assets you actually have to begin with. So we can help reduce that risk, like I said, by making sure that we're diversifying through different asset classes, mm -hmm. not just diversifying your market portfolio, but diversifying in different asset classes. And I'll mention all those again, stocks, bonds, cash, real estate, and commodities. You need to make sure you're diversifying between those asset classes, and that will help with the systemic market risk that we uh, would see. Yeah, another risk that a lot of people would be familiar with is interest rate risk. Let's say that you took a sum of money and you invested in um, something that maybe a bond, a bond portfolio or a specific bond where you would get, let's just say, 3% return. Okay is what you received. Mm -hmm. You you do hold interest rate risk because you are saying that you're going to put your money into this bucket. It's you're not going to be able to get to it till a certain time period and you will get 3% return on that that uh, that investment. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem with that can be if you do that, there could be a change in interest rates to Which where we've seen. exactly within our market cycle the last 12 18 months where the interest rates drastically go up and you lose the opportunity to gain more or they go down and, um, you know, you actually get to make more than other accounts it, or they have to change. Those interest rates change and you're having to take less than you had planned on receiving. So interest rate risk comes along with any type of fixed account, any type of fixed interest account, you will hold that interest rate risk. So anything that there, you lock in, that's a fixed account. So what we've been experiencing over the last year has got a lot to do with what Brittany just talked about in interest rate risk. So that's why some of these banks have, have fallen. That's why Sil Silicon Valley uh, had an issue is because they bought bonds low and now they have to sell those bonds uh, for less than what they paid for them to get the customers the money back that they want to take as a deposit. Oh. So that is interest rate risk being played out right before our eyes. Yeah. Interest rate risk says, hey, the interest rate went up, the bond price went down. Now, if you have to sell the bond to get to the money that you need, you lose money. <laughs> and so that's why we see banks failing. Um, so that is an issue. So you have to understand that even with a bond, if you over put your finances or your assets into the bond category, then you could have a risk of when you go to get to that money. If it's not to the full term of that bond limit, you can lose money. And so that's a big risk there. Another risk that we've already talked about, but we're going to hit on again is purchasing power risk or inflationary risk. So when it comes to uh, our, our dollars and specifically buckets of cash that we would have, um, a lot of people look at 
cash sitting in their bank accounts or on the sidelines or under their mattress and say, that is safe money. That is no risk money. Mm -hmm. But there is risk associated with those buckets and it is inflationary risk or purchasing power risk. What that means is that you are willing to take the risk that you're going to hold your dollars, not invest them in any other way, but you're going to hold them. You're willing to take the risk that inflation will go up and you will lose the value, the current value of your dollar will go down. Okay, so you will not be able to purchase next week what you could purchase today with the same amount of dollars. And inflation's unavoidable. Like we live in a society that's a debt-driven society. Inflation is going to continue to go up. The Fed wants to kind of control um, interest rates at two to three percent. So it's not like hey, inflation's never going to be there. Inflation is going to continue. The problem is at what level is inflation going to be there? Um, So we have to make sure that we understand that if we have just cash buckets that, okay, just put it this way. If if I put, um, even if I put money into a bond last year that paid me two and a half percent, would I have made money by this time this year? No, right. Because of inflation, I would have lost money because inflation rate, if it's 5%, let's say, and I was getting paid two and a half, I really lost two and a half percent. Right. Um, so we have to understand the power of inflation and how it's working negatively on our assets. So we cannot just let them sit and be lazy and do nothing yeah. because we have to have them working for us. And, and inflationary yeah. risk is unavoidable. I want to make sure we understand that. That's one of those that people may consider risk-free, you know, cash buckets, things like that, but it's unavoidable, but it is unavoidable. You will experience this no matter how you invest. It, it stands to reason because I feel like if I'm feeling and other folks are feeling the impacts of inflation at the gas pump or when they go grocery shopping, then it is going to spill over into those assets classes in one Mm -hmm. way or another right yeah it's it certainly will we met with the family uh last week who had a lot of their funds in a large very well-known company um i'm not gonna say who they were but uh, just pick one of those very large well-known companies out there okay (laughs) a risk that this household was carrying that they didn't realize they had was a risk called financial risk or credit risk. This is the type of risk that's related to the financial health of the company whose stock they hold. So they ha- they ha- were willing to take a risk to say, hey, I'm going to invest in this company because I'm going to believe they're going to do well. I believe it's this, this stock's going up and to the right. Well, if something were to happen to the financial health of the company, they make a couple bad decisions or uh, something happens, uh, you know, to maybe one of their products and they have a massive recall, something like that. Uh, and they have to pull their product, their stock price drastically decrease. That's a risk to the holder or to the investor because they're, that would obviously drastically impact their holdings. So that's another risk that we've got to consider. And I know not to be intimidated by that's all right. of these different types of risk because like you said, the, like the emergency fund and there are a lot of ways to combat these risks. And the best way to do that is by getting ahead of of things and knowing where you stand, knowing where your money is and knowing how best to strategize for you and 
what you want and what your yeah, goals the, are. Exactly. The worst place we can be is to not plan for any of this, right? Yeah. The worst place we can be is just kind of being in the ocean <laughs> floating <laughs> without a buoy and just in the ocean and, and is susceptible to every wave that comes a- across. What a financial plan does is in the storms of life and the economic downturns and everything that we see, it puts an anchor onto our ship and allows us to have some stability. And so what you're wanting to do is not uh, be overwhelmed by these risks, not to be like, oh, I should be afraid of every time I go around every corner that one of these risks are going to take me out financially. Mm -hmm. No, you need to plan for them. You also don't want to put your head in the sand and be like, there is no risk. You know, we'll just float out here and we'll be fine. Um, You need to have a plan put together. And that's exactly what we do, Chrissy. We make sure that the folks and the individuals that we serve and that we work with have a plan, not only for the risk we've mentioned today, but there's a list of 30 risks that folks don't even think about that we put together and comprehensively think about when we're when we're putting together a plan for them. So that you just want to make sure that you're looking at a holistic and taking a holistic approach to your investment management, your income planning, your estate planning, your tax planning, your healthcare planning. These are all areas where we have to look under the hood and see what's going on and give good guidance and good plans so that the risks that are out there don't wipe us out in a moment's notice, but that we have peace and security because we have planned well. We've we've understood the risk. We've not hidden from them. We've not feared, uh, have too much fear of them, but we've tackled it head on and make sure that we're in a position to succeed. And you can position yourself to succeed and get ahead of all of your financial plans. Have that comprehensive financial review done with Brittany Hagee and Jay Hagee and the team at Allon Planning Partners. All you have to do to take advantage of this complimentary consultation is call right now. The lines are open and the number is 800-971-4549. Again, that's 800 800- 971-4549. You can also go on the website, Allon Planning. That's A-L-L-O-N planning.com. Go over to the contact page, click here to start the conversation, and you can schedule an appointment directly from the website. It'll go to Jay and Brittany's calendar. You can do it all online if you prefer. That's Allon Planning, A-L-L-O-N Planning. We're about to take our final break, but when we get back, it's your favorite time of the week, guys. Absolutely. We're ready to answer your questions when we come back. Welcome back to the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee of Allon Planning Partners. I'm your consumer advocate, Chrissy Paradis in studio with Brittany and Jay, as I am each and every week. And if you have any questions at all about anything that we've discussed today or any questions of your own, they handle all things financial planning from legacy and income planning to social security maximization, the tax efficient investment strategies, retirement planning. They do it all at Allon Planning Partners and They can help you out applying the proper financial strategy to suit your specific goals and situation and circumstances. 
You can call right now to take advantage of a no-cost, no-obligation, comprehensive financial plan. You can sit down with Jay and Brittany Hagee. Listeners do get first priorities, so the number is 800-971-4549. Again, that's 800-971-4549 to set up that appointment. And we have reached the time in the show where we answer your questions. So we're putting Jay and Brittany on the spot. You guys ready? <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. All right. We're going to start right here in Chattanooga with Alex's question first. I am planning to retire at 62. I have 250000 in savings, and I have paid off a rental house with 1400 a month rent income. My house that I live in is paid off too. I'm not mm-hmm. sure what to do with my savings. How might a financial advisor help me? What mm-hmm. do you recommend? Well, it sounds like you're uh, on your way to having exactly what you want here, and that's to be retired by 62. Um, it sounds like you're in a good position to receive uh, some good coaching and, and financial uh planning from an advisor. Uh, First off, I would recommend that you work with an independent fiduciary advisor. So you would work with someone who works only for you um, and that you work with someone who is legally bound to have your best interest first. And that's how we uh, perform here at Allon. So if we meet with you, you know, we are an independent fiduciary advisor. First, I would say, make sure that if you're meeting with us, know that. But if you're meeting with someone else, ask that. (laughs) Ask, are you an independent fiduciary, right? Um, well, that's a so big second, difference maker because fiduciary, yeah, working in your best interest, that's what you want when that's it comes 100% to your right. money. That's what we all want, right? We want someone giving us advice knowing they are sitting on the same side of the table as we are. Um, and that's how we function. So first off, I would want to say you would want to know that whoever's giving you financial advice is that uh, independent and fiduciary. Um, secondly, uh, I would think that you were in a very good position to actually receive that advice because the things you're going to need over the next little bit, uh, are investment management strategies for, uh, the 250,000, wherever that's at, whatever asset class you may be in, in that to make sure it's positioned correctly for you, uh, going into retirement and through this economic cycle. And then secondly, your income planning, because you've already stated that you have $1,400 a month coming in in rent. So that is part of an income basket. But how are we going to draw and when are we going to draw the other assets down to make sure that you not only can survive in retirement, but you can thrive in retirement, right? And so you need to have that uh, investment uh, management approach. You need to have an income plan approach and also your tax planning. You need to make sure that you have a good tax plan in place that however, whether your funds that you have in savings are qualified or or non-qualified, that they are actually being distributed at the right time so that you pay less in taxes or so that your tax bill isn't astronomical uh, more than you would you would think. So, so yeah, I think first and foremost, work with an independent fiduciary like that we are, and then make sure that you're covering your basis on all aspects of financial planning that I just listed. Which would also include things like Social Security and making sure that you the timing at which you take that is most right. beneficial for you. That kind of comes under the income planning that Jay mentioned. And then also uh, under the tax planning piece, things like RMDs, looking ahead to when you will be have to when you will have to begin taking those RMDs 
and ensuring you have some tax-free buckets as well so that you don't end up in this place where we call it a ticking tax time bomb, where you get to the point of RMDH where you have to begin taking dollars out of your qualified accounts or your retirement accounts and everything you're taking out is taxable. And then all of a sudden your taxable income is through the roof because you don't have any tax free buckets from which to pull dollars from. So you are at the perfect age to look at some of those strategies to how to minimize taxes over the next 10, 15, 20 years. So those are all pretty important components is that, that we could look at to, to help you, like Jay said, really thrive in this season of retirement. The number is 800-971-4549. If you have any questions of your own for Jay and Brittany, we are headed to Cleveland next for Susan's question. I'm in my early 60s and have no time to let a 401k bounce back if it tanks. I'm pretty nervous about what would happen to my retirement if we went into a recession. Is it a decent idea to pull it all out? The way I see it, it's better to lose some potential growth than lose a whole lot more. Ooh, mm-hmm. this is a good question considering what we've been talking right? about today. <laughs> risk and the amount of risk we're willing to take with certain sums or buckets of money. And it sounds like, Susan, you're in the place where you don't want to take risk. So you you have to determine uh, what you're willing to, to deal with, to not have to take specific risks, a certain risks. So there is certainly a strategy with all of that, having to, to determine where to put those dollars. Yeah. So one, the first thing I want to say is we have to get out of the habit of all in all out mentalities here. Um, because that will hurt you way more than just pulling it all out will help you. <laughs> um, because ultimately you're not saying, hey, let's pull it out because what you're talking about is timing the market. You're talking about that you understand or that I understand even every uh, up and down in the market cycle and that we're going to pull out at the best time and then know exactly when to put it back in where it's not going to lose anymore. That is impossible. Like I want folks to understand that that is impossible. You have to have good diversification strategies. You have to make sure that you're what it tells me if you're having this type of panic is that you're taking too much risk. Mm -hmm. You're you're taking too much market risk in general uh, or too much bond risk because the bond market has been decimated as well. But you're taking sounds like too much market risk. So we want to make sure that we're diversifying you more properly throughout the asset classes. Maybe you do need more in cash. Maybe you do need more in a fixed income bucket. Maybe you do need more in a commodity like a gold or something like that to to help you stabilize your account. But to say, should I take it all out? I think you got to be really careful there. I would never advise anyone to just take everything that they've got out, um, even if it's setting it aside to cash for now, because we're then we would have to time the market because mm-hmm. most bear markets, most big, the biggest bull rallies happen at the end or sometimes within a bear market. So if you try to play the game of Russian roulette and I'm going to get out, uh, but I'm going to get right back in at the right time and gain, you could miss some of the biggest gains that would help you get back to where you want to be. So do not uh, panic. Do not fret. Just make sure you're positioned properly, right? And proper positioning and allocation 
comes through a lot of ways in, in us helping explain to you the asset classes, how you should be diversified, what your goals are, how many, how much assets that you have. And we can help you get to the place where you do not have to push the panic button mm-hmm. and say, ripcord, I'm out. <laughs> and let, let's just simplify it. Asset allocation, diversification, all these big terms and financial lingo, all it really means is we want you to be positioned in a way to where one mistake or one drop in the market, one bad day or bad hit to a certain stock or something does not wipe you out. That's right. <laughs> That's what we want to avoid. So we we take the risk that you have and we lessen it and we balance it out across multiple areas and you get to choose where and how you want to take that risk. And just just so you are aware, if you were to take everything out and hold all of your investments in cash, you still have risk. It's just purchasing power risk or inflationary risk because inflation will continue to rise and the dollars that you are holding will decrease in value because inflation is on the rise. So consider that as well. That's not a, an end-all be-all solution, right? That's not an investment strategy. Um, but I think the key to what Jay was saying is about not making a knee-jerk reaction, but as we talk about all the time, allowing these uh, stressors or concerns to really raise a red flag and have us reevaluate how we're positioned. Because just like Jay said, if you are experiencing the overwhelming fear that it seems you are, you probably are not allocated properly for your stage of life, yep. your experience, your risk tolerance, let's help you change all that. of these things. Mm-hmm. So let's get that straightened out for you so that you can live with peace and rest and not in chaos and turmoil. Uh, thank you so much to Alex and Susan for your questions. And if you have questions of your own for Jay and Brittany Hagee, or if you can relate to one of the questions from this show or any of the topics discussed in the program today, then you can call and set up a time to sit down with Jay and Brittany for that complimentary financial roadmap that they will create for you at no cost or obligation. And you can find out how much risk you are actually taking Uh, which is super appropriate with the topics covered today. The number to do that is 800-971-4549. Again, that's 800-971-4549. And guys, the show flew by as usual, but I want to uh, give you the final word as always. I think the key over today's conversation is really just recognizing that life in general, but specifically our finances, are just full of risk. There there are risks associated when it comes to our dollars and investing, no matter how we choose to do that. But you get to determine how to invest those dollars or not to invest those dollars and what risk you want to take. And what level of risk you want to take with each bucket of money or sum of money that you have. So it's important to to note that and to ensure that you are allocated properly, meaning that you are invested properly among different asset classes so that you do not lose everything with one bad market day, especially if you are nearing retirement. So these are the types of customized plans that we work to craft for those individuals and families we serve, looking at each specific 
specific situation. And like we talked about earlier, each family's experience with finance looks very different. And we want to take that into consideration when we sit down with folks and understand and validate, yes, this is what your experience has been. Here's how it can look different in the future. Is here how we can, here's how we can come alongside of you and support that understanding and support that vision that you have for your future. We want to be a resource. We want to be a help. We have all kinds of tools available for you on our website and um, education opportunities, both uh, through video, through audio podcast, things like that, as well as, uh, you you know, uh, video sources and, and workshops that we do locally throughout the Chattanooga, Cleveland, uh, Hickson area. So we would love to, to offer those opportunities to you guys. You can check that out all at allonplanning.com. That's A-L-L-O-N planning.com. You can check out that website for all of those resources and educational opportunities, as well as, uh, you know, a, a link there on the website as well to schedule your complimentary consultation with us where we can sit down and look at your specific situation, see exactly how you're positioned and to ensure that you have a proper plan in place that covers all the bases, covers all the what ifs to ensure that you get to where you want to be. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. The content provided is intended for informational and educational purposes only. The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein are those of the individual speakers and not necessarily those of Foundations and its affiliates. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell any securities or represent an express or implied opinion or endorsement of any specific investment opportunity, offering, or issuer. Any discussion of performance or returns is not indicative of future results. Each individual investor situation is different, and any ideas provided may not be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Foundations only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean that the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. No legal or tax advice is provided. Always consult with a tax professional. All rights reserved.